Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People see me. Often imitated, never duplicated. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to The B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. <laughs> Smirk. Big brr. Cherry production. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you want something back from me, shit. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, I get it. This shit in blood, huh? Mm-hmm. Bitch, I got my own. If I don't need security in the club, all they wolfing on the neck, nigga. I thought you was a thug. I ain't got nowhere to go. I shot up everywhere they was. Yeah, you know who took this shit from you. Come get it back in blood. Brr. Bitch, come get it back in blood. We ain't mask up, no Dodger X. Niggas know who it was. It's doing shit just like the 80s. Want some back, get it in blood. Yeah, you know who took that shit from you. Come get it back in blood. If a nigga killer ain't dead, you sure wear no RP shirt. We had 300 shots up in the car before we picked up dirt. Niggas who ain't got shit going, go grab a glizzy, get alert. Shots the G Post RP and Breezy in the dirt. Slurr. like that we are back with another b scott show podcast and um that song kind of sums up how i currently feel you know um you know this year is a year that means a lot to me and you know i'm gonna get it back in blood (laughs) like (laughs) on everything i'm gonna get what is coming to me this year and you know a positive note and things of that nature um, we have two of my, um, speaking of, you know, getting it back in blood, I got my gang gang with me. Um, two of the three, um, that you guys have been hearing on the show recently. We have Denver and Walker with me tonight. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, yes, yes. I was surprised to hear that. That's my gym jam. That's your gym jam? It is. Push Icedy, for sure. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, I think people think that I'm very festive and I only listen to a certain type of music, but I have a little, I have a little gangster in me. Hey, you do. You're a little, little shysty. I love shice. <laughs> that took me to a place I didn't realize I need to go. Yeah, and depending upon what I'm going through, you know, I can get I can get very, very, very that. Um, yeah, so we're back. You know, we're back in a new year. Um, we had run some 
a number of interviews with um, various different housewives um, for the first part of the year. And this is our first um, live episode back um, in the saddle. And thank God we made it. Hello. Um, can I get amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. Oh, and I also have, oh, okay. I cannot forget my wonderful um, producer, Brian Vasquez is with it's us okay. as well. I'm here. Yeah. I know <laughs> still, you're always still here. alive. Still yeah. alive. This podcast would not be going if it wasn't for you. So I'm very grateful that you were here because this, yeah, it'll be a wrap. Den- Denver reminded me that it is still Margarita. It is National Margarita Day. No, that is correct. It is yeah. National Margarita Day. Okay. It is. It is. That's interesting. Yes. I made a hibiscus rose margarita right now. It's so good. It would have been mm. good if it had like, fallen on a Tuesday. You know, yeah, for Taco Tuesday. Yeah. It seems a little I weird. I mean, threw me off a little bit. That's great. You still have it on a Tuesday, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm over ball. here. You know, like the conversation I was having you before we started, I'm over here drinking vodka straight up because I'm trying to um, get things back together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some things have gotten to moving around um, on my body. <laughs> a little shaken and stirred. <laughs> it's a little shaken and stirred and shook. It's really shook. Um, and I'm shook. So I'm drinking vodka straight up because I'm just cutting out a lot of the sugars, trying to cut down on the carbohydrates. Um, you know, I have to be honest. I have, you know, during the quarantine, I was doing a whole bunch of late night eating. I would literally like, and I felt so judged by my doorman because <laughs> I, would <be> coming down, <laughs> I would be coming down like anywhere from 1130 to 230 in the morning. And I would be getting like pastas. And for the first time in my life, I never, ever have done this before. And Denver, you know this. I, do. I have n- never have I ever like would reach for a soda. But I was drinking soda by the liter. So I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by that. Like, what do you think drove you to soda after all this time? I think like, I was just, look- I didn't have none of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sugar and soda and carbohydrates and eating, um, became like a, a comfort for me. Mm. And, but it didn't like, it's not out of control. Like I have a high metabolism, uh, so it takes a lot to overwhelm it, but it was beginning to be overwhelmed <laughs> because I was like, okay, okay, none of this clothes, none of these clothes are fitting. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing you have good skin because me, I drink like oh. half of a Sprite and my face breaks the fuck out. So yeah. oh, I wow. didn't have I any type of skin issues. I was just, you know, you know, sucking on that bottle like a pacifier. I was just, <laughs> I literally one night I was like, this is how I got to stop. I had a liter of fucking Sprite because that was my go-to. Sprite is so good. It's so good to me. It's in there obeying your thirst. Obeying my thirst in it's bed terrible. with it's me. Terrible. I would drink up in the middle of the night, take a couple of swigs, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Man. Well, I'm glad you've been delivered. I yeah, had right? yeah, from I have the shackles of soda. The shackles of soda and pasta. I was throwing down the pasta too now. I was doubling down. Like I would eat like I would eat like a whole like chicken Alfredo and then do like a, a spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> From where? Amante? <laughs> yes. Oh, that Amante pasta is so good though. Like it's, it's so, so hard to not. It's so, and it's so expensive, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. And then I was that like, pink sauce? Is, 
like, this is getting a little weird. You know, my face is getting a little chubby. I was like, mm. <laughs> um, and it's not that, you know, I, I would embrace myself if that was just something that naturally happened um, in the progression of my life. But I just, you know, I'm not. It was cause you know, and effect. You could see there was a cause and, and it was having an effect. And yeah, absolutely. and I had to, you know, stop. A push stop. came to a shove. And so, no soda. You know, I'm just cutting, becoming, I'm going back to like my, just like fish, you know, I, you know, I do like a little fish thing mm-hmm. and, um, I'm not doing the vegan thing and I'm not doing a keto thing. Cause I had a friend who was telling me I need to do keto and I tried, but keto is complicated to me. Yeah, keto made me so angry. Like I, I, I was like day three, might've been day four. My head hurt. I was tired. I was angry. It just did not sit well with me. Yeah, I was like, I was trying, I was reading and, you know, I'd like to do my research, but it was just became too cumbersome. And I just, it made me like, I I just know, there's no way I can completely cut out sugar. I have to have a little bit. Yeah. And there's no way for me to completely cut out carbohydrates. And then it feels weird with keto because you're eating all this fatty stuff. Right. So it's like it's like a mind fuck. It's like, damn, I was like, I'm eating all the things. Like, you know, I'm not getting right, the things sure that I, that I can't have. Right. You know, you start to make excuses like, well, this is kind of close to that. So maybe. <laughs> 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 and then I'm just now I'm just back to like, like, let's just do the moderation. Mm, let's fish, just, rice, and chicken. Yes. And just yeah. let's cut out the soda and see what happens with that. I think the soda <laughs> <laughs> will get me back to where I need to go. Um, but what do you guys have been up to this year so far? Like, how has your new year been with you? Um, you know, I think it's been, how do I put this? I think the whole like beginning of the year with the thing at the Capitol and the administration changing, I was just kind of like a hunker down and just prepare yourself for everything kind of mood. So I feel like maybe like within the last week or two was like my first, like coming up for air and just, you know, seeing what the, the year actually has to offer. If that makes sense. It does. Very much so. I mean, the what happened at the Capitol was outrageous. It was crazy. It was egregious. It was like, we are watching something like, you know, I'm like, it was like, I was like hoping that 2021 would just come in and sit down and be quiet. And <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it's, it's literally stuff that we see happen in other countries. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, go around the world and you know, preach this democracy and talk about how these other countries are so barbaric and so, you know, just like oppressive and just anything but, you know, a democracy and a dictatorship. And here we are, we almost had a dictatorship. Donald Trump was trying to become a dictator. Yeah, he absolutely did. He had an army. He had an army of insurgents come in and try to overthrow the Capitol. That is insane. and they were had every intention of killing the politicians. Sure did. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine like it's just what would have happened if there was like a massacre of the senators? Mm. I think for for me the scariest part is that he would have really stolen this election if the Republicans had just sided with him and just been like, okay, sure, here's your votes. He would have just he, he really would have taken it. Absolutely. And the whole thing was a setup because he knew he was going to lose. And that's why he just started talking about how the election was going to be rigged. And, you know, it, this the rhetoric that happened after election actually started beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it was all because he knew 
that he was going to lose. And that's the reason why he encouraged everyone to vote in person and told people not to vote in person on his side. So that way it would seem like, you know, all these votes, you know, were coming in late. You know, he, he knew it was like a whole strategy. strategy going on over there. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it all comes down to um, white privilege. And they want to keep it. They want to keep yeah. the power. They want to keep, you know, the access. And in order to do that, at this point, they have to cheat because it is more of us than it is of them. Right. Um, so, yeah, this year definitely came like with a bang. It was like, uh, OK. And then like, you know, like a lot of celebrity deaths were happening. Mm-hmm. It was thing after thing after thing. But one and of the highlights. Divorce of- season. Oh, divorce season. Oh. I think everybody's sick of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's baby sick season of- too. A lot of babies. Baby season, divorce season. Like I can't, like every time I go to the website, I see like a divorce being announced. Okay. And the biggest one, of course, that just happened was Kim and Kanye. And because Denver, you are a Kim and Kanye specialist, I'm going to let you kind of break it down. <laughs> So the the thing about this divorce that I find interesting is that they hit us with so many like, and I'm going to just let the shade roll because I don't think I'm a specialist. But what I will say (laughs) is that they hit us with so many headlines about the divorce before the divorce that when the divorce happened, we were just kind of like, oh, okay. You know, and I think that's just another example of Kris Jenner and her people at work. Like the divorce isn't even the headline anymore because it's been 10 headlines for the last three months. Agreed. I mean, what is your perspective on him now? Because I'm mean, for, for some of you love muffins that have listened to the podcast very early on. Um, me and Denver, um, I don't know, like a year or so ago, had a very you know intense exchange about Kanye West and um, our thoughts about him and things of that nature. Like, what is your feeling about him and Kim and you know like them, you know, going their separate ways? Oh, she needs to go because that man is not the man that she married. I don't think that he is oftentimes in his right mind. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to, I guess, hold like intense anger or hatred for somebody who's very obviously dealing with mental health issues. So I, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot about Kanye West that I just, I, I can't really get down with. I can't agree with. I think speaking on your wife and her abortion and just, you know, some of the stuff he said, it he crossed way too many lines specifically within his marriage. So I think they're great to divorce. As far as like my personal relationship with Kanye, I refer to him as the artist formerly known as Kanye West. And I just, <laughs> you know, I hold him in, in dear memory. But Kanye today, eh, I'd rather not. That's just kind of where I am. And that tends to happen a lot with, I don't know. I mean, it does happen a lot with celebrities. You know, as time goes on, certain things are revealed and, you know, what you initially thought of the celebrity, um, you may see them in a different light. Once well, it's funny because like his, his ideals have always kind of been there. Like if you go back mm-hmm. into his music, like he's always been this whole like, you know, black liberation, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's so extreme. And I think, you know, with extreme, as we've seen, especially in our politics, with extreme comes insanity. And I think that's just kind of where he is right now. And for years, we excused it. And for years, we said it was artistic expression and his outbursts, you know, even mm-hmm. going back to with George Bush when he was like, you know, you know, George Bush doesn't like black people. Right. <laughs> right. It's been a lot. And I think that, you know, Kim really tried her best in, in, in terms of what I could see as an outsider. 
I really do see that she's like, she tried, that she was trying to make Fetch happen. And Kanye <laughs> just, you know, Kanye just continued to up the ante. Like at some point, like if you, I really do feel like speaking on somebody's abortion or potential abortion. And I think the child is here, right? Was he talking about North? Yeah, he's talking about North. Mm-hmm. So like, can you imagine? Like, that's just, it's, it's just un, it's unimaginable. It is. You know, it's, it, 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 there's no way I could ever allow that to, you know, because there was a situation where I had a friend and, you know, I had a friend and a, a, a friend of hers actually made public about the fact that she had had abortions. Mm. And I got so upset that she wasn't ups- as upset as she needed to be or she became friends with this person again after this person made it public that I cut her off because I was just, I felt like this is the line that nobody can cross. And just because you are cool with this person again, does not mean that I'm going to be cool with that person and, or you. Right. That's how strongly I felt about it because I think certain things are just so personal. And especially if the child is here, imagine when North gets older and then she realizes that her father went on a rant and talked about the fact that her mother was thinking about having an abortion. Well, I think North has to come to terms with a lot <laughs> that happens with her parents. <laughs> so that's just going to be like one in the long list of things that she kind of has to understand. <laughs> yeah, she grows but up. my mother thinking about aborting me is like at the top of the list. It's like, that's a little awkward. <laughs> I just want to know why North, I mean, why Kanye always talks like he has one kid. Like he only <laughs> talks about North. He never acknowledges Saint. He never talks about Psalm. He doesn't talk about Chicago. It's always North. Like he has a very clear favorite. And that's weird. Yeah, this is true. That's a great point. This is true. That's weird. It's, yeah, it's all of it is just really bizarre. But now I'm like not shocked by any of it. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay. And you know the thing that pisses me off is that I feel like every freaking celebrity is trying to sell me something. Like I'm <laughs> telling you, every one of them. The Kardashians have went like in overdrive. Beyonce is going to overdrive with, you know, Ivy Park. Now I just looked at um, Instagram and I saw Will Smith is now hawking his wife's new um, toothpaste or some shit. I was like, this has got (laughs) to stop. They coming for that stimulus checks. They're coming for the stimulus checks. They're coming from that unemployment check. (laughs) They're coming for all the checks. It's gotten so bad. It's gotten so interesting and so severe in LA that they now have signs up saying that they don't take the, you know, cause they put the unemployment on a certain type of card or something mm-hmm. they have in the windows. They don't accept it. Oh, well, there's like $9 billion in California unemployment fraud, fraud or mm-hmm. something ridiculous like that. If you go to Rodeo, people were lined up down the block. I saw I was there today. You were there. Louis, they still lined the, up? The Louis Vuitton store had a line halfway down the block. Oh my God. And you know, let me, yeah. Wow. No further comment, Your Honor. <laughs> but um, yeah, back to Jada and her toothpaste. I'm surprised that it's toothpaste. Edge, honey, <laughs> it's just a lot going on. It's like everybody's talking something. It's like a everybody. Entanglement. Yeah. And you know, the, one of my favorite people, and she's still one of my favorite people, Tracy Ellis Ross. I used to just love going to her page because it was so pure. It was so her having a fun time. It was her laughing and giggling and being awkward like she is. And then here comes Pattern Beauty. <laughs> the, and the, the revamp. Beauty, the revamp. It's a, it's a takeover. 
Like everything is pattern beauty. And here's a new, here's my new baby. And here's a new this. And here's a new, and then we got two duets and this, that. I was like, what? It's like, I don't know. It feels like a cash out. Like, I feel like every celebrity is like, I'm cashing out. I don't know how long this is going to last, but let me just throw it up here. I need to cash out. And if it's not them posting it themselves, they're posting, they're reposting another person who's pimping out their product too. So you're getting it all over the place. Every celebrity has, you know, Gabrielle Union has a line. Um, Taraji has a line. Um, You know, every person you think of has something, you know, and every, so every celebrity and every girlfriend of a celebrity also has something too. You know, like Nelly's, um, girlfriend has her fancy, you know, fancy eyelashes or something of that nature. It's just, I'm bombarded with it. And it takes away like, you know, I used to like, Instagram used to be such a novelty and it used to be such like, you know, just fun in a way and, and voyeuristic in the regards that you get to see inside someone's life. And now it just seems so very produced. Well, that and and only fans. Now you get to see inside someone. (laughs) <laughs> Child. Everybody, everybody's selling that too Jesus. you have celebrities on one end of the spectrum that's selling product true, then you true. have regular people selling their bodies selling ass, yeah. mm-hmm. selling ass. Um, so selling too. we can talk about OnlyFans you know actually that's something to talk about too because OnlyFans it's just you know but let me tell you let me tell you the tea let me tell you the tea now, now this, so some of you love muffins out there that's not internet savvy I will tell you do not waste your money paying for anybody's OnlyFans because you can go and find certain Twitter feeds that have all <laughs> the things you need to see. And let me tell you, if you're anything like me, I just need to see a person bust it one time. That's what I'm saying. Once you see it once, the novelty kind of wears off. You no, don't care. One good, one good bust it. You bust it one good time. I'm I'm good. Because you know <laughs> it's more so like the curiosity for me. I'm like, what? Okay. Because okay. then, just like Instagram. It goes to like, you know, how the people post the same type of picture of themselves every damn day. Mm-hmm, the same it's ass the, every day. Same type of ass, <laughs> same type of mas- masturbation um, routine, all oh, of man. it. The same facial expressions, the same noises. You got it once, you got it every time. <laughs> and that's how I feel about it. It's like, ain't nobody going to get my, you crazy. And then some people out there charging like $50. You got to be out your $50 mind. And they got the nerve to be face tuned. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I, I just, I don't know. Today's it's show just, sponsored by BetterHelp <laughs> <laughs> and OnlyFans. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I just, yeah. I'm. Just, I thank God that you know I don't have to bust it open. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I am aware that you know. I, I always said this: anything ever leaked of mine or whatever. I mean, I do. I am good at what I do, so that would never be in question. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to put it out there myself just because I just feel like it's so time sensitive. I right. feel like, you know, you do it. And most of the people who are doing OnlyFans now has missed, they missed the beginning of it where I do believe there was more money to be made. Mm. Um, now it's just, even if you look at, think about it this way. If you on Instagram, Instagram has a way of humbling you in regards to, if you think that you're doing something unique or different, and, or or you're interested in something that you think is unique or different, or it may not be that many of said type of person. When you go to your explore page Maybe. and you literally see like hundreds of the same type of person, it really puts things in perspective. Wow. I didn't know you could see my explore page because it's literally hundreds of the same type of person. Same, exactly. 
Because, I mean, it's the same type of person. I mean, I mean, Denver, I know what your sperm page looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to read you. I'm going to let it be. You know, but I'm sure that Love Muffins, who follow Denver and follow certain, you know, he, I feel like Denver likes every fine guy that is on Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like a museum, right? I mean, I mean everyone. It's like you, think you, get the, you think you got one? They're like, damn, no one. Denver ain't found him. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, I found something good. Oh shit, Denver ain't clicked on that. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you could you, you could start you that. should start one of the other type of pages. You should actually. That's actually a good idea. You should start one of the like. I don't know if you have. You may have. No, already. so many of those. I follow those too. <laughs> <laughs> God. I mean, what else am I gonna look at? Like teeth whitening. Like, how, how do you see anything else, Denver? Well, you follow what is it? so much of of <clears> the. <throat> The men that you, how do you find, how well, do you, you have two different pages? What, no, what's left to see? I'm just saying, but it's so many. Like, you have so much. Like, how do you get through them all every day? I'm not trying to get through them all. I'm just trying to oh, see what I see when I see it. Like, I don't. Oh, okay, okay. I, I think yeah. it was like a magazine, right? Like, you pick mm-hmm. it up, you flip through a few pages, and then you put it down. Then you come mm-hmm. back and you flip through a few pages and you put it down. Some people mm-hmm. pull, uh, you know, fashion magazines. Some people mm-hmm. want, do want to look at animals. <laughs> Some people mm-hmm. like good housekeeping. I just oh, do you, like do, oh, do you go listen? like scroll and like and like and like and just hit it like 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 like? And no, no, that, that's creeper behavior. <laughs> oh wait, you mean like the same person or like a bunch of other people? A bunch of other people. Oh, you know, I mindlessly like like I will literally just like I like everything that comes across my timeline so much mm-hmm. so that it, it gets me in trouble. Like the mm-hmm. other day, somebody was going off on somebody, and I liked it just because I was like, like scroll, like scroll, like scroll. It's like a, such a, a repetitive like mm-hmm. reflex. And my friend texted me with a screenshot, like, you are so messy. And I was like, what? And I went back and I saw what I liked. And I was like, oh, shit, I did not mean oh, to shit. like that. Ooh. Ooh. Ain't none of it serious to me. It's all just, right. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just like, I just saying, I know how your score page looks. But speaking of OnlyFans and speaking of sex and things of that nature, um, Trey Songs, his sex tape um, kind of leaked online. Um, I don't of. know whether he leaked it or was part of his OnlyFans scheme. Whatever the case may be, but that thing was thinging. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> that thing was long and thick. It, 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 yep, it, yep, yep. <laughs> and it was, it was on Instagram. I'd like that too. Hey, if it was, I would do a lot of things for that. Okay, I, I, would, I would, you know, I mean, it was, it was just, it was a lot. And he was instructing the woman what to do. He's like, I, I think he put it out himself. Okay. Because it's a pretty good angle. It was safe. It was, you know, it came from his phone, he, obviously. What did he tell her? He said, get the nuts. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> not the... Not, oh, Jesus. I said, Lord, Lord, have mercy. It's really got to the point that anybody that you ever wanted to see, you can see. Because you have, I mean, like, because I remember seeing Trey Songz's brother and be like, oh, he's cute. And then his sex tape and things leaked. And then mm-hmm. here comes Trey. So the whole, fa- it's a family affair. Everybody's busting it. <laughs> then you have Tyga doing his thing on OnlyFans. Oh, he doing the, he doing the most, too. The up-ups. And we debuted that penis. <laughs> we did. That, that was, was a lovely sky comfort exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> drop that thing. Do you have, oh, you may not have it ready, but I was about to say, drop the exclusive one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, there's a lot going on. That was like that's been the number one post of the year so far 
was, you know, the love month is a little perverted. They like, <laughs> we they like you know, way. we don't post it on the site. We just say, you know, and you, if you know where to click and we link to where you can watch it and baby, they clicked. Okay. Very, very advertiser friendly. Very advertiser friendly. We got to, we got a full Google, you know. <laughs> um, what else has been going on? I guess, you know, another thing that we could talk about was just, I mean, we're not going to dwell. We're just going to go in and we're going to come out. You know, I'm some things have played out, you know, for you love muffins that have seen just recently um, on the Housewives of Atlanta, Ooh. there was um, Strippergate mm. was the first episode mm. of it really aired last night. And everything that we said is true. Boom. Everything. Everything. You know, and the thing that makes it even, the, you know, the one who had to holler the most, Tanya was the one that came out. And she was basically saying, this is untrue. And every time I think of Tanya, I hear her, anything that she writes or anything, I hear in her voice. Oh, absolutely. I hear her saying, about, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything's (laughs) like open-mouthy. Very open-mouthy, very Mm -hmm. like just, yeah. Um, So she put out a whole statement saying it was untrue and it was, you know, categorically false and blah, 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 blah. But anybody who watched last night... And watch how she reacted to this information and what Kenya was saying. Obviously could see that she's guilty as hell. I mean, her other two participants didn't deny it. Right. Absolutely not. Nobody ever said it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. She was the only one saying that it was false and these, you know, allegations. Everybody else is kind of like, okay, girl, yeah, girl. We're not going to let her say that about you. (laughs) And you can see too that Portia is not a good liar either. At all. She's like, she wants to laugh. Like she was like, she was just trying to, you know, get through the scene, but it was like, so, and then also the look of guilt, um, or surprise on Shamia's face. Right. Shamia was looking at them like, girl, I can't believe y'all sitting here lying like that. (laughs) (laughs) But my whole thing is this, they are grown women. I ain't mad about it, but don't, when we drop an exclusive, I don't care what the subject matter is. Please don't play yourself by trying to say the exclusive is not true or accurate because it will. Come. Oh, Scott. Exclusive. I don't know. That's a motherfucking right. Yeah, that. When that happens, please do not try to come a different direction with it. You know what I mean? Please do not try to say or explain away or say that it didn't go. It went down any other way because at this point we have sources from Ruta to Tuta. Like we have sources from front to back, up and down, side to side, you know, and, you know, you know, we have, I mean, at this point, you know, it's pretty much a direct relationship. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't play yourself because it will come out and it did come out and I felt vindicated and people saw it on Twitter and, you know. I was about to say to Portia, I was like, well, Portia, well, you can go ahead and unblock me on Instagram now mm. that everybody now can see that you did do what we said. Like, are you still mad or not? Yeah. <laughs> Nene blocked me on Instagram. Portia blocked me on Instagram. Nene blocked me on Twitter, but Portia still follows me on Twitter. So I she, guess she, guys- she, she doesn't want to be blindsided anymore. No, she, I mean, it ain't about being blindsided. I think that people need to know that like, if you do anything on a show that is, you know, you're working. You know, if I go to a cast house and I choose to do certain activities, regardless of whether it was quote unquote on camera or not, you're still on the job. Correct. And if you think production is not going to find a way to 
bring that information to the table, then you're sorely mistaken. And especially when the season is dry as hell. Dry. They better be happy that a stripper gate happened because if it wasn't for this, I mean, shit, it might have been canceled. <laughs> shit. It's dry as fuck. I mean, what else would we? What, what else would the episode have been last night had it not been for the fallout from from Strippergate? Right. And I what ask would, you. And what would it be if Kenya wasn't prodding and poking? Marlo on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to no, we, we had to do something. I mean, they had to do something. That's why now they're doing all this, like you know, and it had nothing to do with Nene not being on the show. Because at the end of the day, Nene being on the show, oh. the ratings were still declining when she was on the show. And when she the season that she was on the show had some of the highest ratings ever. So that's not the thing. It's like, you know, people are trying to make it seem like, oh, Nene's not on the show. And that's the reason why. No, it's not. This It was just a COVID season. And it's dry as hell because I believe that, you know, like, I feel like every wife on the show needs to have a husband. And they cannot play that game anymore. They need to have a significant other or something going on because that brings a whole different dynamic. It brings mm-hmm. a dynamic that we see on the Housewives of Potomac. It brings a dynamic that we see on Married to Medicine. And they have, because, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta was the most popular show and people were so used to watching it, I think they got a little bit slack on really pushing those women to have somebody in tow. Right. Because then it just becomes like them beefing over and over again about the same things. Like, we can't do that. You're right. So, I mean, I was happy that Stripper Gate happened. And Bolo, baby. (laughs) They had him coming in on like a, he was like, what the fuck was that? He was in like a damn little cage, a moving cage. I mean, it's like a little bot, like an aquarium. Yeah, but was it moving, right? Uh, no, I don't know. I just I don't understand the point of having him in the box if he was going to come out of the box. Mm-hmm. Like at first, I thought it was one of those things. Like you know how at carnivals you oh, step in like, and there's money mm-hmm. everywhere and the fan comes up oh, and yeah, you know yeah. dollars. I thought they were going to do one of those. Was not one of those. A little disappointed. But then he yeah. just came out of the box and I was like, well, why don't y'all have a box? And I also want to know like what Atlanta gay made that outfit for him. <laughs> <laughs> That Chanel little number with a strap. I almost dropped a name, but I'm not. (laughs) Don't you do it, please. I don't need no more wars among these girls. (laughs) They already don't like me, so please don't give them a reason. Um, So yeah, he came in. He did a little twirl. He he almost slipped on that that backflip, though. He saved it because he's really strong. He, you know, his hands caught it, but he almost did a, a tumble. Um, but I think all the girls were enamored with what he had going on. Mm-hmm. And my thing more. is that I needed more. You need more. I needed more. Well, you can Google him <laughs> and you can find more because I, I have. I went down that rabbit hole. I don't follow him anymore. He might have an OnlyFans. He 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 does have OnlyFans, right? I, I'm sure. Know, he I does. don't know. I'm sure he does. I would think if you know what, I'm yeah. just gonna say yes. But because gonna, I'm cheap, make that a yes. But because I'm cheap, if you Google his name and keep, you know, keep, I have certain techniques that I'm not going to share right here. <laughs> but Walker, I will talk to you after the show. <laughs> There's and a I forum. Would. There's a forum dedicated to the OnlyFans people. Absolutely, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a forum. It's several Twitter pages. It's a way to Google and find, and like you have to keep, you know, clicking through the pages until you get what you want. 
a lot of people, if you don't see it on the first two pages, people go up. But no, I think there's a lot of good good things on the third and fourth search pages you of the search. Three and four. That's you got to go three and four. And sometimes, if you really want to get down to the get down, you got to go to the images and, and click on the images and see what the what the pages those images take you to. And then you just keep going down the rabbit hole until you get your prize. <laughs> AP Scott. Exclusive. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel late at night. I'm like, oh, I got it. Perfect. Um, okay, so that was that, you know, and then the other component, and I ain't going to dwell on this long either. I'm going to, I'm going to get in and get out. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where, you know, we had a whole Nini saga. You know, it's a whole situation. We we came out and said she was fired and she was fired. Um, you know, whether you want to say fired, you know, um, giving a given a situation that was not um, advantageous to her, whatever you want to call it. A you soft know, boot. A soft boot. But Bravo has a way of doing that. They consistently push housewives out in the same manner. Um, manner because you know they you know house housewives of a certain stature get used to certain things and then when you come to them with something less than a rookie on the show they have no choice to kind of force your hand you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like you know a lot of employers do that actually you know they they do things where like they want you to leave or they want to make the situation something we that just you not know put you on the schedule this week exactly it's, it's exactly that. <laughs> And we said that, and as you love Muffin, know, you know, I said, I, I, if, if me and Nini were friends, I could have worked with her to help with whatever narrative she was putting out. And since she got on television and said that we weren't something that we were, which is friends, I had no reason to help her with her narrative or the narrative her team wanted me to help them with. Like I helped them posting the note that no one wanted to hear about when she um, was saying nice things about Cynthia. So that happened, you know, and her whole, you know, team um, tried to push me back it, and it didn't work, you know, and, you know, I don't think people really believed that um, Nini would in any, and if there wasn't some to- sort of um, Bravo wanted to be done with her, she would never walk away from that type of check if that type of check was still there to be had. And that was not the case. And so um, they tried to push back on it, you know, and because of that situation, it caused so much personal behind the scenes drama for me because I have ties to 
certain things and certain people. And, you know, it's like, you know, she's known people for a number of years. I've known people for a certain year, a number of years. I actually have been moving in the circles of, you know, celebrity before she had. Or, you know, before people really knew who she was, people knew me before they knew her. Mm. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> facts. Well, so, you know, it, it became a situation. And it really, I, you know, the person that was in question, you know, I, we had a conversation. I was like, I really hate that this happened like this because I know it puts you in a predicament. And that person still rode for her so hard. So hard. I didn't understand So hard. That against me, you know, and they, they love me too. You know, it was so hard that that person was pushing and pushing and pushing. True. Only to fast forward, Nene starts, you know, saying Andy Cohen's a racist, starts saying that Bravo is a bad place to work and all her discrimination, all like, uh, well, her life, what her life, say? her life matter. Her life matter, not with an S, but with a matter. matter. And she started saying that Day after day after day and almost did it like, you know how people get home and they get the drinking or doing whatever they're doing and then they want to get the tweeting. I used to have that problem. I used to have the problem of like, I would get a couple of drinks in me at the Abbey or something and I would start saying some random ass shit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, delete, delete, delete. And Denver would be deleting it. And I felt like how Mariah was when she had that little, um, that little microphone and a little, remember she was like, they don't ever let me talk. That's oh, how yeah. I felt. <laughs> Like, no, when she was no, pulling it from Cindy, Cindy not, Bird, doing, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, you were like, delete, 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 delete. You think? And I used to do that, but that's how I recognize it in other people. So you know, she gets home and she's got the feelings kind of way, and she's doing whatever she's doing, and she gets to tweeting a whole type of crazy shit. And that she did it over and over and over and over, and then she got to the point when she started tweeting crazy shit about her own team. Mm. You know, she said that Stephen Grossman and Daryl Miller. And Stephen Grossman, for the so for those of you who love Muff that don't know who he is, Stephen Grossman is works for one of the biggest um, management companies, Unentitled, one of the biggest management companies in the nation. Okay, said imply that he they were scheming against her and saying that they are racist as well. If I believe that's correct, right, Denver? She yes. implied that he was racist and Daryl Miller and Daryl Miller is a legendary, legendary. Black attorney, entertainment attorney in Los Angeles, and he's with Fox Rothschild. I think I said that right. Um, and he, he's legendary. And he, so she was basically saying that these two people who have only tried to help her her whole entire career, and arguably, especially Stephen, helped make her who she is today, were somehow conspiring against her and were somehow racist. Yeah. Okay. And then... Once again, because I mind my business, I got the information that her whole team dropped her. Mm. Whoop. Everybody. Whoop. I mean, down to the publicist. Whoop. Like everybody, like the attorney, the publicist, the management, the agent, ICM, everybody parted ways. Because of the things that she had been saying and doing behind the scenes. And there's so much more of it. That, you know, think about the magnitude of, you know, you know, they wouldn't even cut ties based off of one tweet. It had to be more than that. I'm just going to say there's a lot of that. (laughs) And worse. Okay. And so 
of course, in Nene fashion, she came out and said, you know, I'm not going to, you know, people have been emailing me and calling me and texting me and blah, 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 blah. And I just want people to know that my management did not drop me because we, you know, our headline was Nene was dropped. Right. (laughs) Down. (laughs) So, you know, I had no idea when we ran the exclusive about her being fired that it would, that she would, you know, do like, she basically like just, even if you believed her in any way, there's no way to believe her narrative now because of how she played it. No. I mean, my and, thing, go ahead. No, I'm saying my thing with the narrative is this. It was very much so, you know, I made the difficult decision not to return. You know, we couldn't come to an agreement. You know, I would have if I could have blah, blah, blah to these hoes are racist. Fuck them. And they're trying to screw me over. Like yep. those, both of those things can't exist at the same time. Absolutely not. So, and if you think, and you think about that. it this way, like how, how would one, you know, and she was telling a part of her tweet was fix it. She wanted her team to fix it. How would one fix you calling the head of the network and the face of Bravo and NBC Universal, which is Andy Cohen. That's why Andy Cohen does stuff like on CNN with Anderson Cooper. When they do the upfronts, he's front and center at the upfronts for not just Bravo, but NBC Universal and Peacock and anything else. Like you're going to see Andy Cohen. That's why Andy Cohen is now starting to host things on E and doing all these other things because he is the proverbial face of the network. How are you going to, how is there any way to fix that when you call this man a racist? Over and over again, you applied and saying he's evil and all like hair tweets. Like, do you, do you think people just, you know, you post them and then you delete them and then it goes away. People don't work that way. Especially people in power. And then she tried to drag in Mariah from Marriage and Medicine saying that, you know, Bravo has is doing this to all black women and stealing. And I don't know. It's sad. It's actually sad. My thing with Nene is that, you know, she was at one point before Candy became the highest paid housewife. Um, bloop. bloop. Oh, that's exclusive too. Um, she was the highest paid housewife on Bravo for years. So at what point were you going to tell us about what was happening to you? And why didn't you tell us about that when you were the highest paid? Why, why didn't you tell us about what was happening to other people at that point? You get what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it only came about when it was convenient for her. Okay. And also people start acting this way when their money get funny. Mm. Because, you know what I mean? If I had a coin and my coin was still solid, I wouldn't be like, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to be on the internet acting like that. Okay. Well, she got the Lanithia. <laughs> That's going to be a super spreader place. <laughs> when I tell you. you know, a, a lounge in the age of COVID. Go off, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Lanithia sounds like, you know, I had my grandma was named Eliza Elmira. Mm-hmm. It sounds so like that. It's like if I open up a place and I'm going to call it Eliza Elmira. That's how it sounds. Lanithia sounds so like, you know, so the, Southern. The, the Lanithia Lounge <laughs> is its full name. Address it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Hard, you know, and speaking of things that, that, you know, was hard to reconcile, like what was going on with Ashanti and Keisha Cole? Ugh. Like that, it took 
forever for Keisha Cole to show up. We moved in. We're talking about now about the verses for You Love Muffins who hadn't watched or didn't know. But they had a verses and it was delayed because Ashanti had COVID. She got over COVID and then they decided to have their separate places still um, mm-hmm. just because I guess out of safety or whatever the case may be. And then the date came. Keisha Cole showed up how much later than normal? Like an hour and a half, almost two hours. Wow. Mm, what attitude. Right. And my Keisha Cole came off like me. Like she came off like, right? Didn't she come off kind of like me? Like, yeah, but she always kind of has. Yeah, I was saying, I thought I, she was like that. You know. Oh, okay. Maybe I forgot. I was looking at it. I was like, oh. It was very like, you know, fake nice, you know, stanky face. Like, mm, you know, it was very that. And I was like, yeah. I don't know if I, I'm not used to this. I mean, it should have, it should have happened a month prior. Like, they pushed it back mm-hmm. too long. People people weren't as invested. And, excuse me. And I, and I don't think that they were as invested. So it just, it wasn't as high energy as I think we would have liked. And Ashanti was very professional. She kept it upbeat. Um, the interesting part of when they had a little back and forth about who was going to start. Turn. No, you're and, not. And Ashanti was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> she did it very, very politely. And I think, mm. I think Keisha Cole did apologize. She did. After. You know, the one, thing, the one thing that I did like about Ashanti was that, you know, they both used the night to premiere new music, but Ashanti actually mm-hmm. had hers ready to go. Like it was on iTunes the mm-hmm. next day. Keisha sat there and played hers not once, but twice. And it didn't come out for three weeks later. So I don't really understand the purpose. But to your point, I think that goes to show you Ashanti's level of professionalism for sure. Oh, yeah, because Shanti had that rock check ready for her. She's like, oh, wait, you're not getting paid? And then you said, now we've also, in the midst of all of what we had to deal with, we have been having to deal with all these challenges. So there is the silhouette challenge. There is the busted challenge. There is so, and I didn't realize that the busted challenge, that is, is that Megan Thee Stallion's replacement or try to be replacement? Mm, It's her son. Okay, it's, she's it's, the one that's coming from that Carl same. Crawford in them. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow, mm-hmm. it's a shady game. Cause sound just it's like a it. shady game, but it also shows you what happens when you put money behind it. Yep. So that's the thing that I that's the thing that I was torn about with. That's the thing that I was torn about with the whole situation with Megan and them is that, you know, Carl put his money behind her, right? And would she had popped? the way she popped had it not been for that money. And now you see that this new girl, he's putting money behind her and out of nowhere, she has a hit song and a challenge that everybody's doing. And a remix with Travis Scott, no less. Yeah. That's money. Because Travis Scott had to be paid. Hello. (laughs) Who pays it when you don't have any money as a new artist? Your label. In this situation is Carl. So I don't know. It was interesting to see, but you know, but I'm yeah, saying like, I didn't we now do a have one. you say what? I said, I haven't done a single challenge. Okay. None I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't put any type of parameters on anyone. You know, I just, nothing would shock me. I wouldn't be surprised if you were not oh, busting I'm it. Against it. I mean, I will bust it. I don't, don't get okay. me wrong. I will do it. I just haven't found a challenge that moves me enough mm-hmm. to want to do it. I have prepared myself for any situation that may come about. 
Well, from this piece in general. <laughs> no, just in general. No, oh, just... I'm about to say, shall we find over here? What you mean? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I mean, anybody, I'm saying I'm at a point now that anybody can surprise you. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you know, someone sends me a link like, oh, look at Deborah busting it. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, it happens. Not, it's 2021. You know, you would think that, but I just feel like if I haven't done it by now, my ship has sailed. Yeah. You know, sometimes people would like, this is never too late to jump on board. <laughs> no, I, I would, no. Mm. <laughs> um, and also speaking of one of the exclusives that I guess we have, there's been so much time since we've done this, that we had another exclusive that dropped. A.B. Scott. Exclusive! So, Basketball Wives is oh, back. Oh shit, how did I forget about this one? Right, Basketball Wives is back, like it never left. And the accusations of colorisms, colorisms, colorism, <laughs> <laughs> the accusation of colorism has continued mm. um, and racism and colorism. And it comes from OG. OG, uh, for those of you love muffins who have not um, watched Basketball Wives in a couple of years, um, like I, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> but to be honest, I haven't really watched it in a couple of years. Not really watched it. I've seen some clips. Um, I saw the clip of where OG and her got an argument and Evelyn was hitting her for JJ talking about, I got some good, you know, got a plus credit. I got a wet motherfucking pussy. Yeah. That's why I saw that clip. Um, mm. and that's about all I saw. Um, but so evidently, um, OG during that season had made a lot of accusations about Evelyn being a colorist. Um, and uh, of racism and colorism and also stemming from the fact that Evelyn has sent her a, or has said or posted something with the monkey emoji. Um, mm-hmm. And that really just for a lot of people was a, um, a whistle call for, you know, colorism and because, you know, OG is dark complected that basically saying that she looked like a mon- monkey. Fast forward to this season, they're all in a house together and um, it all comes back up again. And from what I understand, it's a whole situation um, that caught, you know, basically at one point caused production to shut it down because they didn't know how to move on from it, what, how to resolve it. And, you know, accusations was being thrown all about, including calling production, um, you know, racist and color, colorist. Yes, you know. as well. Correct. Um, and so then OG then went to um, somewhere. The internet. Um, you say what? The internet. <laughs> the internet. She went to the internet um, and um, did an interview and talked about how what happened and how she just feels that, you know, Evelyn is racist and a colorist and, um, and so on and so forth. And so um, the powers that be, we, you know, we came together and Evelyn wanted to give her side of the story, um, our response to what OG had said. And basically it boiled down to Evelyn saying that, you know, basically comes to like, it has nothing to do with the shade of her skin. Um, but the fact that she just doesn't like her. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, cause I'm one mm-hmm. of the people who I still do watch basketball wives faithfully. And this last episode OG was with her family eating dinner, talking about the situation. And she said that the entire cast has a colorism issue. Like there is a colorism issue. And then she gave some definition of colorism. Like basically she was like, 
anytime you are a darker complexion and you are treated differently, that is colorism, which I'm not here to get into that. I don't necessarily agree with how she framed it in that context, but it's easy to see that as we watch the season that it's going to come up and it's going to be an issue, like a big Correct. one. Mm-hmm. So, And I think it's just, you know, it's just a lot going on with that. Mm-hmm. And it's so loaded, you know. And when I was talking to Evelyn, I said the same thing. I was just like, you know, it's just very loaded. And it for a lot of people, your take on this <clears throat> is what you bring to the table. Like what you have experienced personally. And I feel that depending upon your, potentially your skin color, um, what you've been through, what area of the country you go, you come from, um, you know, really exacerbates how you may feel. Like I grew up in a very colorist um, state and area of North Carolina. And it, it, it you know, in some ways it, 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 I have to be honest, it had to have affected me and how I perceive myself and others and everything in between, just because that's just from which I was raised. Um, you know, I do believe that Evelyn was wrong for using a monkey emoji when it came to OG. Um, I think that was completely out of line, especially given the kind you have to like, especially when you're on television. Um, and Latoya went through this as well recently. Latoya from the Housewives of Atlanta. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but you you have to be aware of how things could possibly be perceived. I do believe there is a world where people could send an emoji and not necessarily think that that is racist. You know, I, I, I do potentially think that that is a possibility. Do I know for sure why Evelyn did that? I don't. But I do believe there's a world where people could have sent something like a, a monkey emoji and not necessarily meant that's because you're a dark-skinned woman. However, in, this, in the time and place that we are, you have to know that something like that is going to become an issue. Right. So I think OG had every right to be offended. Um, but now moving past that one particular incident, and I'm not aware whether Evelyn apologized for that or not. Um, you know, now moving forward, I would need OG to come up with and say, these are the specific instances where these things happen. Um, in addition to what happened last season, that makes me feel that this is an issue on the show. Right. Um, And so far she hasn't to my knowledge mm -hmm. and the other, um, darker skinned women on the show like Kristen Scott have a different opinion than OG. And I think mm-hmm. we'll get to see that kind of play out too. So, you know, I don't, I, I wasn't there, Sean, I don't know. But what I will say is that I do think that isms of all sorts exist, racism, colorism, and people are affected by them and they experience them. But mm-hmm. there comes a point where somebody can and oftentimes does or will use an ism they will weaponize the ism mm-hmm. and you know, that's, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. People and I also think that, you know, the isms to their advantage. Yeah. And I also think there's a part of, you know, I think that people also expected OG to come into the show and, you know, sit down and be quiet and just, you know, just be a friend. You know what I mean? Like she, they just, mm-hmm. they, they try to place her based upon 
like, oh, you're new. You're, you should just be happy to be here. And exactly. why are you talking shit with us when we, we run this show? Exactly. Correct. It was it was very that and you know that's the type of era and Shawnee has Shawnee and Evelyn have been doing that not just with OG but they've done it time and time again with every all new the person across the board. Mm-hmm. Across, I mean, the like board. literally, Shawnee told someone, you know, thank you for your services. <laughs> Remember that? Yep. So, and I just think that there is we I think the country I mean people and especially the black community, we have to have a real conversation about what we consider to be beautiful and why we consider it to be beautiful and how that affects people with those features and people without those features. Yeah. I agree. And, 100%. and, and I think and I think that's what's also going on in the show because um I think people may potentially view Evelyn in a certain way. And certain people may view OG in a certain way. And that's based upon what we have been programmed to think is attractive right. and what so we've been get programmed down to, to think. To, it's called a, a featureism. That's another exactly. ism yeah. that's being talked about now. You know, it's, it's a lot of isms. <laughs> a lot of isms. Right. And I and I I I try my best in situations to be objective. And to be as neutral as possible, especially around these type of issues. Because I am I'm the first to say a lot of times, a lot of times the people call calling somebody pretty just because they have the stereotypical things that would equate to being pretty. I don't see that person as being pretty or beautiful. Right. Just because you have, you know, I just don't want to get into ins and outs of that's why I'm being vague. Right, I'm right, just right. Saying like, just because you have certain things that people deem to be pretty all together in one person doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to look at you and think you're pretty. Right. You can but, have desirable features and still mm-hmm. not be desirable based on exactly. the combination of those features. Exactly. And I'm, I'm an independent thinker, so I like to think on my own. Um, and I just think that that is just a, such a... But, the, you know, the thing about it is that production had to know this was going to come up. And I would think that they would, I would have thought they would have had a better way or strategy in dealing with it because of the fact that, like, it's now a thing. And, like, it's good for another season is going to be, like, the central issue. And I'm not sure this is a good central issue. Well, I think that's because to, it's damaging. I think that speaks to why we heard production kind of shut down because I think it's, it's one thing to like document a conversation happening between the two women of color, right. As production. But then when things open up and now, you know, accusations are flying it, you know, towards editing and what's being captured and they're like, Oh, well, well, wait a minute. We didn't expect for this to, you know, become a reflection on us. So what do we do? But at that point you're midway through the, through the season, you know, ads are already spent. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're too Mm -hmm. far in, you're too far in. Right. So and then speaking of colorism, people. exactly. And speaking of colorism, um, I mentioned Latoya. <clears throat> Latoya, it came to light that she had done a YouTube video. This is Latoya, the new girl that we announced exclusively on lovebeescott.com. She's one of the two new girls along with Drew Sedora um, on Housewives of Atlanta. She, it came to light that she had done a YouTube video where she had talked um or made fun of a person who had um, features that she felt that she could make fun of. So like large lips, a big nose and things of that nature. And, you know, I specifically reached out to Latoya 
um, who has now apologized for that video. Um, I reached out to her to have a conversation about it. And I think Walker, we are arranging that interview, right? We're trying yes. to get it together. Um, cause I want to know, I want to, I want to give her the platform to explain herself and what happened. And, you know, part of what she did say to me in the exchange that we had is that that person is a friend and is still a friend of hers. And that makes me even more curious mm. because if you had gotten on YouTube and you had talked about me in that way, ain't no friendship, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> ain't no friendship, bitch. It's going, you can get your ass whooped, you know? So I want to be clear, um, you know, as to what was, you know, what's going on with that and, you know, things of that nature. Like I wanted to come on the show and explain herself because I think that is something that I just, it's hard for me, you know, it's hard for me to, to see people. That's why like, you know, certain pages I go to on Instagram and certain websites I go to and I read the comments, it's, it's hard for me to see people talk negatively about people that look like them and criticize their own features in other people. Uh, that uh, to me is disturbing. Well, that to me is, you know, I can't, I can't condone that. And that's why I want to have her on the show so we can get a better understanding. And much like how I did when I was talking to Candace and I don't know why Candace, Candace must've felt some kind of way because Candace did not support the interview that I did with her in any way. Is that correct? Walker at all. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. Was, so was, she must have felt some kind of way. And I felt like I did a good job of trying to go out my way to give her a platform to be able to speak and respond to what Monique was saying. And she felt some kind of way because she hadn't said anything. Like she hadn't posted it. She ain't said nothing. You reached out to her walker trying to get them to do something and they did nothing. So I'm interested to know why she felt some kind of way. Like, let's talk about it. If you feel some kind of way, you should come back on the show and we can talk about it. Yeah, um, you know, as I'm going through like these, that, different, you said what? So I don't really think she's about it like that. No, she knows when and how to get about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that type of behavior is the same type of behavior that. I got <laughs> I <went. laughs> Ouch! You know, because you know, somebody has said somebody had um, text, not text, but DM me or something, and said, "Well, I hope that when Candace is on the show." You, you say, you know, you let it, let her know that you were on the interview with Monique laughing about what happened to her. And I think sometimes people confuse. So whoever that listener was that would listen to the show that felt that way. I think sometimes people confuse me laughing because something is funny as to how it was said or just because other people, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a thing when you're doing something and like, people laugh about something that's funny. I may or may not be laughing about the entire situation. Or, it could be the delivery or yes. the word choice. Or right. the, you know. Right. And so I, you know, if somebody feels some kind of way, I want to give them the platform to come back and tell me why you felt a certain type of way to me. Come to mother and let's talk about it. Um, and that's why I feel about Latoya. I feel I, I don't I don't she doesn't feel some kind of way to me. I think some people feel some type of way to her. And I don't think I think a lot of people feel like her apology didn't go as far as it needed to. And so I want to just have a better understanding and also just to talk to her about, you know, how she truly feels about people who do have 
those type of features? Is that was, you know what I mean? Like, what was it? Like, you know, let's get to the bottom of it. And I also asked Candace when she was on the show, I asked her to help me understand, you know, if calling a dark skinned person aggressive is a derogatory thing or is a whistle call, like what are the words to use in replacement of calling, you know, using that word? And I don't necessarily know that. Yeah. Say what? I said in defining a behavior. In defining a behavior. And yeah, so it's it's like it's a complicated thing, but I feel like it's coming up a lot um, in these various shows because of the fact that it is something that's real in our community. And if we don't start having real conversations about colorism and how it manifests and, you know, how people truly feel, then we, you know, it's not going to get any better. I agree. You know? And we have definitely been talking over an hour at this point, Love Muffins. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is all you get this week. And you have to listen and stay tuned to the next show to get even more little tidbits and insight and things of that nature. I do appreciate um, when you love muffins, do DM me. You can Instagram, you know, Instagram I am at B Scott. You can Insta- Instagram me, DM me, send me tweets. If you feel some kind of way about things, you know, I even see it. <laughs> um, I even see it on um, the reviews. It's a threaten me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, threaten me. Tell me, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, the thing is, what the love muffins don't realize, like I came up when, you know, the comments were really bad um, when I first no started on YouTube. It was no moderation and people were just saying all type of things to me. They were calling me every name under the sun. And so much so um, back in 2007 when I first started on YouTube that I would I would giggle and like when people actually put some effort into the negative things they would say about me. Like anything that's like the same type of thing, I'm like, okay, that's you didn't have no creative skill. But every now and then somebody would come and say something that was truly, <laughs> that was funny. I was like, you, you get one for that. But I do believe that, you know, as a public persona, like I, you know, this is a real conversation that I'm having and everything that I say um, is not going to rub people the right way. And that's how... But you guys want me to keep doing the show and I'm going to keep doing the show for the people who, the vast majority of people who do support me and the show. Um, But, you know, that's a part of it. Like, you know, podcasts, everything you say is not going to be taken the way that you want it to be taken. And there's, you know, sitting around talking for an hour and 10 minutes like we just did, is bound to be something that makes somebody feel some type of way. And you can tell me about it. Tell me. For sure. You know, and I may or may not talk about it on the show if I feel like it's something to be addressed. And I think that, you know, there's always an opportunity for another conversation, growth, changing opinions, better articulated opinions. You know, just mm-hmm. because you hear it one time does not mean that's how a person truly feels if pressed about it and given the opportunity to explain it correctly. And exactly. a lot of that is missing today. People react to sound bites and fuck a sound bite, you know? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I kind of feel like the guy. That um, I don't know if you guys did you did you or Walker watch or Brian have y'all did you watch Twilight the Twilight Saga series? Yeah, I've seen most of just it. Just a couple. Okay, well, there was one when the big epic fight when like the like well they were having a vision of what mm-hmm. would happen if these two sides would fight, and it was one part where the guy was like, you know, I've waited so long, you know, 
to to die. Or but in this case, for me, it's like I waited so long to be canceled. So if somebody <laughs> <laughs> if somebody could yeah. find something to cancel me, I'd be like, finally, shit. Oh my God. I could be free. <laughs> oh, this responsibility. Um, but thank you, Denver and Walker, for um you know, coming on the show and sure. chatting up with me, and we missed. Yes, we missed Dominique. I don't know where she went. She probably is, you know, hustling on one of her many businesses that she has. But well, she best missed. wishes to her. Best wishes and things of that nature. She does have a radio show, um, and you can find it from her Instagram. And you know, thank you, Brian, also for being here tonight. Yes, thank you, Brian. And you Always. know, love muffins. Until next time, double kisses. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The B. Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B. Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com.